0: Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Inside Night with Lisa and Dee. So this week Lisa and I recorded a live podcast at the Mila Experience Centre in London. Uh, We invited a live audience to come and listen to us whispering on and we answered questions from the audience and also we had questions which were sent to us beforehand. So thank you so much Mila for hosting
1: us and we hope you all enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. I'm Lisa Dawson um this is Dee hello <laughs> sorry I'm trying to get my change right testing, yeah testing. I'm just getting
0: the tech right we're okay we're okay
1: um and thank you so much for coming today I know it's um not gonna be. <laughs> it's kind of a one-off we've never done this before so we don't know what to expect so we have basically got a load of questions here that we have been sent in and we're hoping you might have a couple of questions no pressure um and then we're going to answer them um, and then we'll edit it all and send it out um, but it's lovely to have you here, have you here because it's so, just so nice to do it in front of an audience. Dee and I usually just talk generally amongst ourselves. ourselves yeah, yeah. We, but
0: we think we're really we interesting. We bore each other. <laughs> <laughs> but only us, <laughs> so it's quite a bit of a test.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, well, should we do a bit of an introduction? Okay, so um, I started posting on Instagram almost three years ago, three years ago in January. I'd posted on Instagram before, mainly my children, my dog, my feet, that kind of stuff. Um, but I hadn't really done anything to do with interiors. And I just, we moved to, up to York and I discovered, um, thank you, um, I discovered a hashtag called My Style Photo Challenge. And it was a hashtag that people posted beauty stuff and fashion and all that sort of stuff. And I started posting pictures of my rooms as I did them up and I aligned them. You know, like my house this month where you align it to a picture. I started doing that, but it was more of a fashion beauty one. Anyway, and I realised I was posting interiors all the time, and then I noticed that Dee was posting interiors all the time as well. We were both posting interiors all the time. We were posting the on time. the same hashtag game, weren't we? And yes. everyone was posting their clothes. If it's, see the theme was yeah. blue, they'd post like, their blue jeans or their,
0: their something. We'd always post an interior shot with blue in it, because we just that was our thing. And um, you posted a picture, didn't you, with a Bridget Bardot picture? Oh, yeah. In it. It's and a
1: happy and I met.
0: I was like, ooh, ooh. I, went, ooh. <laughs> I like your picture. Where did you get it from? And she went, I'll send it to you if you like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. if you look
0: back at our old conversations they're actually quite sweet like getting to
1: know you
2: no, but, <laughs> <and like>. anyway, <laughs> but uh
1: yes yeah, so that's how we met and then we decided mm-hmm. um that we wanted to meet so Dee said do you fancy going on um a well-known interiors workshop at the time based towards dark interiors and um we did and we met there and we came away from that and we thought actually um We, you know, that's quite, you know, the workshop that we went to was very trend-based and we thought, well, maybe we could do a workshop that was based upon our views, which was that you should style your home in the way that you love. Uh, So that's what we did. So we wrote a workshop and in January 2017, we started doing workshops and we did them up and down the country. We did them in people's houses. We did them in for brands. Um, We do, we extended it, didn't we? And did Instagram workshops, did influencer workshops. So yeah, we've been quite busy ever since then, and now I work with brands for a living, um, I write a column for Real Homes magazine, um, and the interior... Oh, I forgot about the home buyer, but you can add that bit in. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so the interior <laughs> work, as you know, when Instagram has gone from being very, very small to being huge, which is wonderful for anyone who's interested in homes. So yeah, it's all been good.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm Dee, and um, like Lisa, I was posting my house on Instagram about three years ago, and, um, I'd always done interiors on the side, um, but my main job was, um, as a project planner actually, and I had three children too. So it wasn't, so I always kept a lid on my ambitions cause I had too much else to do, but I'd done uh, a few creative things on the side, had a shop for a while, um, I did interior qualifications. And then once I posted on Instagram, it actually blew the lid off my, my, you know, desire to be, to do interiors all the time. So after about a year of posting, didn't and really talking, we, and we started our workshops, I then left my job two years ago actually coming up for two years to do this full time and um, it's been a journey very exciting very stressful I, I, it sounds ridiculous I think stressful but it's very it's really interesting I feel really lucky to have the opportunity to to try it out and um, like as Lisa said the you know the Instagram in- interiors community has just grown and grown and grown and I think we were lucky when we at the start when it was just really in the UK there was no one in the UK posting so much it was everyone we were following was Danish or American so um, good timing was it?
1: It was good timing and there was also no interiors hashtag in the UK so there was loads of interiors hashtags that you could follow in America and in Scandinavia but there was nothing here in the UK at all so D&I and Fiona from around houses um, posted one called My Home Vibe and people started posting to it and then it was kind of like a community other people started hashtags and then before we knew it there was my home bike has like over half a million posts to it now. It's ridiculous. But it's kind of all, it was all the right time. We were in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah. It was good. Yeah. All good. Okay. All right. So we're going to, we have a load of questions. We've divided it into personal stuff, styling, mm-hmm. colour, and Instagram. And if you want to
0: interject at any point, please just do. We, our um, workshops and any things we do, we always want everyone to chat and just to fire questions out, you know. That's, that's, that's the, you know, the fun bit, if you're
1: going it? to fire, just tell CJ. Yeah, <laughs> just tell CJ and
0: she'll come and record you. <laughs> so we thought what well, we'd start with is um, some personal stuff. So we thought let's, uh, Someone's sent a question in. Say who it is. Largey one. And the question way. is, um, <laughs> what do you like most about each other? What do you wish you owned that the other has? And what's the one thing about them that's annoying that
1: you put bravely push up oh. with? You start, Lisa. Or it's should mine. I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like most about? Okay, so I like Dee because Dee and I immediately got on really well because she is quite easygoing. She's easily instructed. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be easygoing, Lisa. <laughs> easily instructed. Um, I wish I owned your red Fiat. Do you? Yes, I like your Fiat. Oh, thank you, Felix. And um, your most annoying habit is um, you don't make decisions very easily. No, I don't. She's really slow. (laughs) Uh, I think carefully about getting a cardi. Okay, at four hours. (laughs) Um,
0: So, what do I like most about you? I like the fact that you are—you get on with it. You know, just do it. No holding back. Very brave. You've made me braver, actually. you made me brave. <laughs> it's just what I needed, and I kind of keep you calm, don't I? You do. It's a bit like being married. Yeah. And um, so what do I wish that I owned of yours? Oh, your entire house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I quite like a Georgian pile that you've got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need to move north. That's yeah, what you need I to do. Yeah, and
0: what is your one annoying habit that I've raved. with? You are You do things too quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I do. Bull in the china shop spins It's true. I do <laughs> do things.
1: I react very quickly to things. Okay, let's move on to styling. So, Puffra. Right. What do you do when you know you've made a mistake? Repaint it, sell it on immediately, or live with it and get used to it? Well, I'd say um, repaint. You don't have to live with it. Always. Yeah. So Dee and I run interiors workshops and we always say to people, this is a very common question, we always say if you've made a mistake, first of all you never have anything in your house that you don't love, if you don't love what you've got then you need to change it. Um, So if you've painted a colour, paint is so simple to change, I've done it, i painted my living room pink, it looked shocking and I repainted it back to white again within two weeks, it took me bloody ages. but it's just pain, and you know it's easily changeable. And um, never live with it if you're not happy with it. You always know when something makes you happy because you walk in and you go, "Oh, that's nice." Um, but I say always, always change it. Absolutely, and I think never living about getting used to it. I don't know about you,
0: but you think, oh, well, I'll learn to live with it. And actually, it's niggling you more than you realise. And um, the whole point of what we talk about is your home should make you happy. And if, you know, if you go into your home and you think, "Oh, I love that mirror," and you know, I hang my coat up and. Everything you know, it makes you feel when you're home. Everyone wants to feel at home and relaxed. And if there's something niggling in you, like the wrong paint colour or the wrong choice of furniture, actually drags you down more than you realise. So lots of people said to us, "Oh, I use this wallpaper. It would cost a fortune. I'm mean, now I stuck with it for five years to make it pay for itself." That's I think that's a complete fallacy. You should. It's you You've spent the money already. You know. So why why live with it? I know you might not be able to afford to get the same wallpaper again, but paint over it. You know, make it so you feel happy, that's the main thing. So no, never put up with it, never settle. CJ you've got a question over here.
2: It goes back to what you were saying, how do you convince your partner that you've invested this money, that you then need to change it? Because that's what I find really hard. Yeah, it is
0: difficult, men are difficult, or partners are difficult, and uh, we've learned, to, uh, both of us, I've been married for nearly 20 years, you've been married a similar amount of time, we both learned over time to completely override our husbands.
1: <laughs> 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 totally and no. also again okay, with the investment thing I think that you need to be 100% sure that you really love it before you buy it and not to buy something because it's a whim or a trend which is so especially on Instagram it's so difficult not to do mm. that because you see things you're like oh I've done it with wallpaper and i bought it and I've been like but you need to be absolutely 100% sure and you always know what your core style is and I can look back on um, I've, I keep living etc I must have Um, sorry I work for real homes I shouldn't be saying that should I? Um, linear (gasps) extensions but I've I've got them for the last 12 years or whatever and I can look back on those where I used to before Pinterest and I used to cut out pictures and put them in files which I still have um, I can still see my style in there so my core style has remained the whole way I'm sometimes distracted by trends often distracted by trends but I have learnt with the pink walls along the way to just introduce it a little bit and not to waver from my core style which is neutral background and add the colour and that is you know it's not everybody's style that's my Mm -hmm. style but I've learned that and I've learned over the years through trial and error going back all those 10 years ago from living etc is that actually I haven't my style hasn't really changed that much you know I would still live in the living room that I lived in 10 years ago you know I like it as much as I like my living room today
0: and I'm particularly given your point there about you rushing into making decisions I think 99% of interiors mistakes are made by people rushing out to buy something that they feel they need to fill a space quickly because they got there mother-in-law coming for dinner or something they need to have something there so they make a snap decision or something just to fill the space and I just, we always say don't don't fill the space leave it it's fine to live with an empty space until you've found the thing you really like and that's most errors are I think from rushing out to buy something just to because you've got a party coming so up you know you've got an occasion you, need, you feel like the house needs to be party ready actually you're settling with something you haven't really thought about so I guess the answer to the question is like, don't make a mistake in the first place, but you will, make, you will you'll make mistakes, but it's just a case of, if it's annoying you, it's dragging you down more than you realise, so you know,
1: just take a deep breath, suck it up to experience and, and, and change it. It's just don't rush into it. When yeah. I met my husband, we bought a brand new new build and we didn't have any furniture and we both worked in London all the time. Never had any spare time. So we went to Pine Warehouse and furnished the entire house from top to bottom, literally everything. <laughs> honestly every bed (laughs) bed side cabinets every single thing in that house was pine there was nothing that wasn't pine it took me 20 years to get rid of it like bit by bit because we rushed in we needed furniture I didn't think carefully about what I actually liked I just went and bought a load of pine I upcycled the crap out of it over the years just like constantly upcycling it but um, yeah eventually I managed to get rid of it all bit by bit but it took me ages (laughs) it took me ages but that's because I rushed into it I didn't think about what I really liked yeah. Okay, Sweet. right,
0: another question then. Um, let's go on to what? Instagram, shall oh, we? Yeah. Sorry, no, do you want to that?
1: No, you yeah. go ahead. Instagram.
0: So, what are your top tips? This is from NMC Interiors. What are your top tips for growing your Instagram account and trying to get your name and business known? Well, I was just saying this to a lady over here, and I think the first thing to do is to put yourself on there so if you've got a business, presumably you love your business, it's part of you. So you should totally only have one account and put your whole, not your whole life, but put whatever you're comfortable with sharing, but don't feel it has to be a branded account where you're just showcasing your product every day. Showcase, we think, your whole life or as much as you're comfortable with. So they love, people love
1: the behind the scenes of a brand, do you think? The most successful accounts who have interior shops online have one of three things. So they have pictures of their item in situ, picture of their item in people's homes, in their own home, pictures in the shop, pictures of their items in situ, and then pictures of themselves as a person. Because you can absolutely guarantee that people are more likely to buy from someone if they know that person. So a really good example of that is um, Shelley from Hillary and Flo, who has got a huge Instagram account. She's been doing it for as long as Dean and I have. But she puts on pictures of her stuff in situ, pictures of it in people's homes, and pictures. Of herself, and also pictures of her that she finds inspirational that fit in with her feed. So that mix up is a really good way of um, of building your brand. We think, and also using every single avenue that Instagram has, because that's what Instagram wants you to do. You know, stories has got zillions of features on it. They're not there for nothing. You know, they're there to be used. You can do polls. You can do locations. You can do hashtags. You can do anything you like on there. There's just so many things to use. Swipe up, whatever. You know. They want you to use all of them. The more you use the, all the opportunities that Instagram has to offer, then the higher. It's very difficult to predict Instagram at the moment because it's very difficult to gain engagement. Um, there's more people using Instagram than ever before. It's gone from 400 million uh, when DNI 1st started to a billion users. So there's less to look at, engagement is lower because there's more to look at, you know, and people are fussier with what they like. Um, but the only thing you can do is to just persevere by using every, every single part of Instagram that it has. So never be scared of using stories. Do the videos, do the still shots, do the swipe across, use the boomerang, use the super zoom, use everything, every single part of the stories that you can do and that will help your account grow because the more you use those, the more you're likely to to appear in the explore feeds because the more people are looking at it, the more you're going to be seen and it's very difficult. It used to be really easy to say how to grow your account on Instagram. Two years ago, we would say, right, post it this time of day Make sure it's a good shot. Still counts. All of that still counts. All of that still use works. The,
0: use up to 30 hashtags. Use up
1: to 30 hashtags. Now, I have to admit, even myself, I think, why am I using 30 hashtags? Because I'm not sure that it's helping my account. But two years ago, you could have said that. I'm not sure you can say that anymore. But I think still,
2: even though but the, the basics still, still, still remain apply, is engagement,
0: yeah. engagement, engaging on every, using all the facilities that Instagram offers, as you say, Lisa. And um, actually, that engagement, it does bring you the followers. It, it might be quite a slog, but... If you love your business and you love what you're doing with Instagram, then it won't, it'll feel like a slog sometimes, mostly you should still be enjoying it because even if your account is quite small, for me, the connections I made when I was growing my account in the early days are, are the golden times. I really enjoyed those. And now we've got bigger accounts, actually. That's great, but you don't have that same sort of camaraderie and that support you had when you were
1: when you were growing. There's more people you using connections. It's, you know. it's a big business. Um, and you need to make your account stand out, your pictures still need to be shit hot. You know, Mm. you can't... Putting a half-assed picture on is never, ever going to work. It's got to be good. Mm. So your content has got to be as good as it could possibly be,
2: always. And
1: that, you know, you can't just put a half-assed picture on and expect it to get likes because it has to be good. Um, It's always had to be good, but now it's even more important to do that than it used to be. But yeah, every single... Using every single avenue, mixing it up. And also, if you're a brand... Having people, if you're a business or a, small, a shop, having people know you as a person, they're more likely to buy from you if they can see you and they, they engage with you. You know, they chat to you on your feed, they're going to buy from you. And that, from D and I have worked with loads, hundreds and hundreds of small businesses over the years, and those are always the successful ones, the ones that show their personality through their feed. Because it's a creative environment. Instagram is a creative environment and it wants you to talk. It's called social media because mm. it's social. You know, it wants everyone to engage. And I know that's quite hard and that can be difficult to start doing that. But yeah. actually, once you
0: get the guts up and do it, you, you'll find that it brings you on. I think it kind of helps you to kind of, it helps you to kind of grow in confidence if you can do it and then you get mm-hmm. some feedback and you think, actually, yeah. I can do this. And it speeds up your development and your, your journey through your business life, I think. You know, that's, what, that's my opinion anyway. Mm-hmm. And the other good tip is identify people with bigger accounts than you who you think would work well with your business brand and ask them if they will collaborate with you and lots of them will, will, will do that but it has to be someone that fits you and you fit them don't just ask any old I wouldn't go to any old person who's got loads of followers mm-hmm. I'd go to someone who resonates with you who you've got synergy with maybe you might have a relationship already but it's you know very again it's a very authentic the best the best
1: accounts and the best sort of um, results are when that connection is is it's authentic. equal it's like a triangle yeah. so you have the brand the account and then you have your followers, and everybody needs to benefit equally from that. So if it's way too heavily in one connect, in one direction, it won't work. Everybody has to benefit equally. And that is when the best collaborations come about.
0: So that's answer that question. you've spent long
1: enough on that question. <laughs> 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 I like that subject. So what do you want to You answer you ask the next question. Okay, so... Aha, here's a good one. From Esther Sinot 123. My question, is our love affair with Grey Grey is truly coming to an end?
0: I think it is. I'm afraid to so. say gray for sure. Yeah. Well, I think gray has been a brilliant color because for this for our country because um, it's it's a brilliant neutral. It works much better with our light. So because it's such a dark country, especially in the winter, white can be a bit look a bit stark in the winter. Whereas gray is much more of a soft neutral. So I think it's been a brilliant neutral for everyone for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially me as well. And um, but like anything, we're gonna get bored with it. I think everyone's you know, especially the mood of the nation at the moment with Brexit, everyone wants a bit of to cheer themselves up a little bit. So there's definitely a trend towards colour. However, I do think you can add grey is a brilliant still a fantastic base. It's a brilliant base yeah. to, to move on from as well. So for instance, pink's coming up and coming, I think we we'll talk about that later. Well pink's been around for a while now, but it's not going anywhere. And if you've got a grey room, do one wall of pink. It'll go with your it'll go with your grey and bingo one afternoon you've updated or room with colour so I think I oh yes, I think
1: it's I over. think there's far more new, I mean neutral yeah. is a big thing mm. at the moment neutrals yeah. in general um but I don't think grey will I, I think it's not as popular as it was but I don't think it's going to go anywhere it's still a really good contrast to whether you like dark colours or light colours it still looks really good with both so you know when it comes down to it you decorate your home the way that you love and you shouldn't be we always say you shouldn't be influenced by friends or trends you should do what you love anyway so you know it might not be so popular in the press anymore but it's still a really popular colour people like it lots of people decorate their house in grey and you know if you love it you should have your house and decorate how you wish i think definitely neutral if you want to call
0: grey neutral option, i think it is neutrals are still going to be around because because colour is coming more and more popular People not 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 many people can live with a whole room of colour. They can use I think it's much better. I, I personally think I would Italian what to do, but I personally think it's better to have a neutral base with your colour pops with rugs, cushions, accessories, which are obviously very cheap to change as well, whereas a whole room is more expensive and more time to change. So um it's you know, I think it's over as a massive trend, but it will always be around to some degree because as neutrals always will be. But I think I think you talk about this later, you know, there's definitely a trend towards beiges and nudes, that kind of thing, do you think,
1: Lisa? Yeah, definitely. I would say that, because I'm about to decorate my room in nude. Are home. you?
2: I always <laughs> <laughs> so talk about that. <laughs> but
1: yes. Yeah, um, okay, so, renovating a whole house, where to scrimp and where to save, that's from Pern Sophie. Well, I always say um,
0: and think that don't scrimp on the bones of the house. So, things like flooring, roof, plastering, you know, the things that need to be there for a long time, don't scrimp on those. And also, if you have original features that are, that are there already, then make a feature of those. Absolutely. I think mm. also, absolutely, make the most of what you've got already. Um, you know, at the moment, I'm doing a, a flat for somebody, um, we are spending on the floor because. It's going to be there for a long time you know i think you can scrimp on paint because you can change paint relatively easy easily you can scrimp on even you know the sofa if you want to it depends on what your priorities are but the floor you've got to live with that for 20 years probably or if you move that's not something you're going to change in a hurry so i would spend
1: on a floor totally and if you're renovating things like doors and hardware yeah as well i would say to spend on
0: yeah Things like bathrooms, I would, you know. Windows. Think, yeah, again, things like bathroom suites. Again, they, you don't have to spend on those anymore. You can get quite a good quality for mm. the reason for price now was. Five years ago, you guys had to spend a lot of money to get the same quality. Um, I would scrimp on accessories. You know, I, we love mixing old and new, don't we? We love mm. mixing high-end and and budget. So um, I would scrimp on things like cushions. Um, I love updating things, so I get, you know, low. So I buy a lot of vintage myself and for customers and they all think I've got an amazing source of vintage. And my amazing source of vintage is eBay. <laughs> so you can still get really good really good value things on there. Even though, you can. Even though everyone it's knows amazing. about it. I yeah. just bought
1: a Danish vintage um, I can't there is a really flash name for it and I can't remember what it is. Light like for my kitchen, um, for a fraction of the price that the real thing is now reproducible in Scandium or whatever. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's brilliant. I love yeah. it. So yeah,
0: I'd spend on the core bones of the house, I would scrimp on anything
1: else that you see fit and that's different for everyone. Um, So another question here, this is kind of similar, Um, Caleb Simpson, what tips do you have for decorating around beige walls if you're a renter? So decorating a rented property. So presumably you can't paint it then? No. So um, Art. art. Art.
0: So accessories,
1: Yeah, I would
0: say art and accessories so you can use the gallery walls for instance you're the queen of gallery walls you can make you can this build own gallery wall
1: in a rented place and you can sit them on with command strips which doesn't take the paint off command strips are amazing yeah. and you can put them on if you're worried about nails in the wall and if you're worried about the pictures falling off then make sure you buy the picture frames which are light with the what's the word what is that word is, is, it, is it perspex with the perspex fronts which are much lighter instead of don't do what I do and put them up with, with the glass ones when it's too heavy and they fall off So there's plenty of ways that you can take things on and off. And also, someone said to me the other day that you can now get wallpaper and murals which are peel-on and peel-offable. So if you're in a rented property, that sort of thing is brilliant. There's loads of ways of doing it, I think. And also, you can change the look of it just by adding throws and cushions, which are all affordable. A brilliant way of uh, making beige lip not boring is texture, texture,
0: texture, texture. So sheepskin rugs, chunky-knit blankets, chunky cushions, linen, really slubby linens, so actually when you layer up different textures on beige, it stops
1: looking boring immediately. Oh my God, I put an amazing picture on my Instagram today, Kelly Wilson as well. Yeah. It just of a beige room, basically, with wood and um, layers of texture and fabric, and she's made, mm-hmm. the walls were beige and wood, and yet it looked it just amazing, you know. Beige walls are not bad anymore. No, they're not. As no. Long as you add lots of
0: texture, because what actually. you haven't got in colour, you need to add interest elsewhere, and textures are really, and again, of course, you can take those things with you, Mm-hmm. Even going even going out into the woods is my favourite thing to do and getting like
1: big <laughs> we don't need to know that
0: James
2: <laughs>
0: Foraging for you know
1: like We don't need to know what you're foraging for.
0: <laughs> Textured things like wood and twigs and things like that. So that's really that's a great way of of making beige more interesting. a question over here, CJ?
2: It's just on the subject of renting. Um, with generation rent, which is obviously a big thing in the media and it's with millennials it's just standard yeah. as yeah. you know. Um, how do you think it's gonna affect big brands? What, to buy things, are you? Yeah, because, yeah, because it's obviously going to have an impact, for example, I'm an interior designer and I'm actually dealing with a lot of renters, but very affluent, mainly Americans who live in Notting Hill, so it's a different set and, yeah. not, and you know, budget isn't a question, but it makes me think going around a showroom such as this, which is beautiful, mm. how it's going to affect brands going forward.
1: Mm. I think that people
2: are definitely moving
1: more towards mix, mixing old and new, so buying less new and buying more vintage. I
0: would say. I do think people are dining out more as well. (laughs) So, that whole, I mean, sorry, (laughs) Mila. But um, uh, it's difficult to say what what they don't spend on interiors, they'll probably spend on something else instead. Um, I think we're going to be living in much smaller spaces, not in Notting Hill, but people are going to buy things. I think they'll spend their money on things which are much more multi purpose. So, maybe, you know. I can't think of an example at the moment without saying the brand's name, but um, I. it's going to be, they are spending their money on stuff that they can move around with them, um, not fixtures. Um,
2: I think as well, there is a definite move to be towards, like, buy cheap, by twice as well. Yeah, but I do. not Yeah, but, but know, I do. D- yeah, well, I didn't. yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I think, so my key demographic, and D's as well, um, the key demographic is between 25 and 44, but mainly the biggest demographic is between 25 and 35. Mm-hmm. And those are pe- mainly London based as well, so people who don't own their own homes and they rent. And I write a blog based on styling your home on a budget, so not spending loads of money. And they're my key demographic because I don't decorate my house purely in things which are brand new. Mm-hmm. I buy lots of vintage. I, um, I shop, I, I sell to buy, so I sell to buy. So I'm decorating my kitchen at the moment. I'll sell all the covered units and then I will use that money to buy something else. So I've done that in all the rooms in my house. I don't buy anything unless I sell something first. It's just the way that I work. Well, but it's sensible, you know. It's just, and I don't, and I also shop my home, which is a huge American thing to do. So if I'm redecorating a room, then I will, I can redecorate a room without even getting a paintbrush out because I can literally change all my furniture around. Everything I have in my home that I love, so because I love it all, I, it works everywhere
2: mm-hmm.
1: so shopping your home is a really good way of, yeah, of good moving your furniture around and not having to go and buy new things but definitely sell to, to sell to buy that's mm-hmm. what I do on absolutely everything I look to what I can sell and or if I can't sell it I recycle it yeah. you know I recycle it or yeah,
2: it's thing absolutely yeah yeah it's yeah 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 but actually
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: It's a difficult line
1: it's a difficult line to tread Yeah. Definitely. I think it's not far I think it's not yeah. far behind. It's not, really. I mean I'm redoing yeah. my kitchen at the moment yeah. and I'm not getting rid of any of the cupboards. All the cupboards are staying and I'm simply, I'm gonna sell the cupboard fronts and then I'm having birch ply ones made which is sustainable. Mm. So there's all there's all sorts of ways of doing it. But I think definitely the fact that we have a very DNI's core demographic is that sector and they like the my most popular blogs, blogs are the ones. I did one a couple of Christmases ago and in January that was How I Updated My Bedroom Without Spending a Single Penny And that is one of the most popular blogs I've ever written. I imagine it, it is because when I've yeah. a lot of these talks and um, there's a lot of you know, the panel are
2: homeowners and you know some of us are lucky enough to write our home own mm. homes home, 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 but a lot of the questions that come from the panel are the learning ones who I the first thing is I'm never gonna have, to have my own home.
0: Us. Absolutely, but they are you know, as well as that. They've also the aspirations raised, so they see what's on Pinterest and Instagram, so they want that look. Mm. So I do think they will spend the money, and because they are, I'm assuming, more into into, into sustainability, then they'll be. That's, I think that's why everyone's really into vintage, because mm. you can get that bargain you know, that sofa for you know, a couple of hundred pounds, but it's got. Is unique and it's got history, and then you'll sell it on as well. So I think there'll be much more people. Things will keep their value. That's that's, that's the clever way to do it. Yeah. But it also, as your previous question, negative. You know, big brands may may well decide like, unless they're savvy. Yeah. I know, I know, IKEA are really on, into that at the moment, and they've got massive commitments to reduce their you know, carbon footprint by you know as, soon as, as early as 2019. Yeah. All their stuff will be made of recycled stuff soon. So. I think they've got to catch up really quickly mm-hmm. people aren't going to spend money on new things, you know, until they do, because, you know, like I say, you know, that whole fashion thing, but, you know, yeah. I think everyone's woken up overnight, haven't mm-hmm. they, and it's going to be interesting, I mean, we've always done that anyway, we've yeah. always, you know, like my kitchen is 20 years old, mm-hmm. and I've changed the doors mm-hmm. twice, yeah. and that's what, that's what I do, because I wouldn't change the carcass, because I have not needed to, and whereas anyone else would go out and just check the old kitchen out and put one in, there's no need to, yeah. the carcass works, and just change the doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wasn't, no, I was not, I always But I think that I our demographic are yeah. thinking
1: more yeah. and more like yeah. that yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I've got my husband's got brothers who are ten years younger than him, who are in their mid thirties, and they definitely them and their wives they think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't think about buying new. They go and they they look at you know second hand, charity shop, recycled. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily go and buy new things. Mm-hmm. It's just the way you know people. They live in London. They can't afford it. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. It's interesting though. I find it really fascinating. It's a, yeah, it's a really like... difficult line to tread, isn't it? Because yeah. you don't want to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But as an interior designer mm-hmm. myself, I, I, I'm doing a, a basement flat at the moment. We bought, we're buying a mid-century sideboard to make the sink unit out of. Some of it's new, some of it's recycled. But, the, but we're asking ourselves: like, we're buying a sofa, but it's going to be rented. So, you know, we're thinking: do we buy? Because we no point buying new because it's going to get damaged anyway. So we'll go. We'll go. We'll bit vintage on that, with leather probably. So we're not. It's a case of wor- working out what your what your pinch points are, I think, yeah. and um, and yeah, mixing it, mixing it up. I think the only way to, I think for me, the only way to sort of digest buying something new which is going to be thrown away is to offset it with quite a few purchases which are recycled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why. That's how I. But it's it's moving faster and faster, I think. So it'd be interesting to see how the brands yeah, catch
1: up. Things yeah. Things yeah. So um, okay, Ellie Catkins. when did you start carving out your career in interiors, and what were your previous incarnations?
0: <laughs> well, we talked about this a little bit earlier, didn't we? So my we incarnation was as a project planner for 25 years in a corporate job, and then on the side, I, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, I did an interior shop from a vintage caravan, I did interior design qualifications on the side, and um, an open university degree, which I never finished actually in, in art history. So that's my, I always had like a lean towards interiors, but I couldn't really invest myself totally in because I had to pay my mortgage, I had to raise my kids. So that's brilliant to see that younger people coming through now are actually encouraged to get their careers in their passion from day one. Because I wasn't, I had to get paid. I definitely that paid. didn't have that. No, no. It's very different now. I mean, our girls are ready right to embark on this, and I'm not saying anything to them apart from do what you like, do what you like. Mm from yeah. watching YouTube all the time and like lying about all day, of course. <laughs> um, so I did interiors on the side for a few, for two or three years before this, and now um, I'm doing domestic interiors and more moving into styling for brands now. So that's my incarnation. Your yours is more writing about it, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I was a PA for years. So I worked for Topshop, Topman for a long time. And then I worked for Cisco Systems as an executive assistant. But I was always a total utter grammar freak, like really obsessively grammar freak. And then when I had my third child, um, I couldn't carry on doing the job that I was doing. And also having three children is really expensive childcare. So I started transcribing books and interviews at home. So I would listen to audio and type it, which is why I'm obsessive with grammar still. And uh, then we moved up to York and I carried on doing that, and then I always, again, like Dee, I always had a shop on the side, so I used to have a shop on Not On The High Street when it first opened, when it first started um, selling, it's ridiculous, I was so I used to sell, sell French shopping bags before the shop started, everyone was using plastic bags, right? and then, of course, Tesco started selling my £20 French shopping bags for, like, two quid, so that was my business, gone, finished, <laughs> So I did that, and then I had a shop on Etsy selling vintage furniture. Anyone who tries to do that knows for a fact that it's impossible to sell vintage furniture on Etsy because the shipping costs are so high. so you don't make any money. So I'd always had something like that going on, and then I started posting on Instagram. And then um, I started, when I first started on Instagram, I thought there must be some way of making money out of this. And I was writing a blog, and I started doing into. I'm not an interior designer, but I started doing. Home plans for people, so they would send me um, photos of their rooms. E-decor, not it? E-decor. That's the <laughs> word. Um, I'd get them to fill out a questionnaire, and I would style a room for them, and then I would just send it back. And there was no face-to-face contact. I didn't have to like speak to them or anything. But they would send it all to me. I would do it, send it back to them. I did that for a while, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. I kind of I'm I like doing my own house, but I don't necessarily like doing other people's homes, which is why I've never become or done anything. And why it's always really difficult to say what my job is because I don't I don't do that. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. And what was I Yeah, what's that's question, probably yeah? it. That was. And anyway, it just went on from there. So I started writing a blog, and then um, I still I was still trying to work out how to make money from it. And then I started working with brands. That took a long time to come about because that is all again quite new. It's still, it's still really new. Um, but it took a long time to be able to give up transcription and totally do what I do at the moment. So I probably did that about a year and a half ago. I managed to give up what I was doing and do that this full time. And now I do it more than full time. Mm. And now I'm trying to cut back. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's
0: how we started carving out. But it's something we've always leaned towards anyway and been done it to various degrees as mm. and when our mortgage and kids allowed. Mm. And but what's brilliant now about Instagram and any social media is it whatever yeah. you do creatively you've got this brilliant forum now where you can share it and you'll meet you know the people you meet on instagram that you can sort of do business with or learn from it would have taken you years to meet them in the past and now they're all there it's just a of reaching out that's why it's really important to put your real self out there because you'll Definitely. get your real tribe coming back to you
1: and i think it's just speeded things up it's sped things up so quickly it has i mean when i met d on instagram I had never before met, I had lots of friends, but they never ever, like, <laughs> I did have lots of friends, I had lots of friends, but they, none of them were interested in interiors, like, they would, they would just, you know, they weren't interested, and my house in Reading was, like, well, I had that coal and sun trees wallpaper up three levels and everything, and I thought it was great, nobody else thought it was great, they'd all come around my house and go, oh my god, my granny has that sideboard, that's what they would say, nobody was interested, nobody was interested in the sort of design that I liked. And then I went on Instagram and I discovered D, and then I discovered other people who got excited about paint colours and cushions. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've never ever met anyone who was interested in it before. And it was literally like finding a group of people who got excited talking about what was in the shops and how they were decorating or what paint colour they were going to use. And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And it was. It was brilliant. And there was never before any sort of forum where you could find people with the same things in common is you know the have things that, in common with you that one year on is that when you're on Instagram's like seven
0: years in real life because you it, cause <laughs> things because your connections you make on there and the conversations you have you you talk because it's your passion your're you're sharing your creative interests you get to you cut the small talk as say what, a relationship that might have taken several years to, to develop actually it's really much quicker so we've been in nature in real life what two three years mm-hmm. but it feels like longer doesn't it yeah
2: yeah, no, in then.
1: a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> they say, don't know that Facebook is for people that you know but you don't like, and Instagram is for people that you don't know but you do like. But you like, but you yeah. don't know. Yeah, and um, and that's very true. Yeah. So, what the answer to the question is? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, what else have we got? How do you persuade your husband to let you paint things pink? That's Bumpy and Winnie. Well. Wow. You've
0: already passed that oh. test. I don't even door. ask him.
1: No. But he has his job. You see, I have yeah. my job and yeah. he has his job. So I don't tell yeah. him how to do car chatties or whatever he does. So he <laughs> doesn't don't know that. what He, does. he doesn't <laughs> <know> even <he laughs> know what he does. He says to me sometimes, Do you even know what my job is? I'm like, no. no, and I don't really want yeah. to. <laughs> um and so he doesn't tell me how to mm-hmm. paint a wall.
0: Whereas so, my husband's much more sure I have to persuade him. So yeah, we have got pink in that. So I'm gonna talk about yeah, we'll talk about pink, aren't we? So I am gonna have a pink room soon and Rob's not really on board, but I do think, back to, back to trends, pink is been around for two or three years now. I mean, 2LG we saw today, they, they were painting things pink six years ago, weren't they all doing pink bathrooms? So, and I think it's not going anywhere. It's getting more and more popular. And also pink was actually, until Victorian times, pink was for boys and blue was for girls. So this whole feminine, the, fact, the whole idea of it being a feminine colour is actually very recent. So I think in, know a couple of years time it's going to be such a standard color we're going to start losing that whole idea of it being a girly color so um i haven't actually broached the subject with rob yet about going pink
2: mm-hmm. i've got it in my
0: head i might just do it when he's not around one day and i've got a pink table coming next week he doesn't know that yet
1: <laughs> my boys who are nine and 15 are furious that i've painted the front oh, are <laughs> they literally, <laughs> literally every morning leo's leaving the house so embarrassed.
0: Having to embrace their, to embrace their feminine inside. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Oh dear. So I think I think it's a case of you know don't give them you know again as two long married people, not to each other, to her husbands. You have to know that they, these blokes they think they they, they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. <laughs> but you have to kind of persuade them it's their idea in the first place. I think, or just use mm-hmm. kind of basic. Rivalry, yeah. Does he? But well, he's a the, he's young. Yeah, you see, he's like you know, millennial guy. He's also quite
1: cool, yeah, mm. isn't he? My husband <laughs> isn't quite cool. That oh, sorry.
2: He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: quite. He's quite cool. <laughs> I have got robbed to buy a floral shirt recently, which is a massive. Oh, luxury. did you? We I just
0: love just it. So We're getting there. Oh. But these old, these, these, you yeah, know, yeah. our husbands a bit older, so it takes a bit more persuading, but. A bit older, those haters, but they could be. Well, you know right? I mean? They're not millennials, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a nice, that's half a minute, by the way. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Right, where are we? Putting a frame same thing as wrong.
1: Okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my laughing, everyone. Laugh, laugh. Okay, <laughs> can you see any more? Any more that you want to answer? So, Lisa Dawson, why did you choose York when you moved out of London? Oh, because um who's, who asked that question ellie catkins ellie catkins um because my husband was offered a job there and i had never ever been north of watford and i was scared of the north i didn't even know where norwich was so i was freaking out about it and my long-term plan had always been to move abroad because i was brought up abroad and i always wanted to live abroad and the timing was never right or things got in the way and then my husband was offered a job in york And I cried. I literally cried. He was off with the job. And then um, we went up to see it for the weekend. And I realised it was beautiful. It's like Henley. (laughs) It's like Henley. And um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the people are really lovely. And York is beautiful. And it's a much more relaxed way of life. And it's only an hour and 50 minutes from London. And I was saying to someone earlier that I can leave my house at quarter past seven, get on the 7.37 train and be in London at half past nine, which is ridiculous, mm. considering I live in York. So I get, sometimes I come down to London and I, I'm i like, oh my God, because all my working life is spent in London. And sometimes I come down I'm like, oh my God, it's so cool down here. And you know, there's lots of bars and everything's really great. And then I think, oh maybe, you know, we should move that down. And then I get on the train and I go home and I get in my car and I drive into the countryside to my house I'm like, no. This is what I'm saying. So I'm very lucky that we have such good commuter links and I can come down and visit, but we didn't intend to stay, but now we're never going to move. Also, my house is now my job, so I can't move. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Okay, so... Um, what colours and themes will you be decorating your homes with this year?
1: So I am going neutral at the moment. So my living room is going to be 70s, styly, beige, textured, desert, Indian, American Indian (laughs) style. Not random at all. It's quite a long name. And uh, my sitting room, I'm going wall to wall, wallpaper, which I've never done before, actually. I'm going to do clouds all over. I've decided I have quite a few gallery walls in my home. Quite a lot. So I think the front room is not going to be going raw. What she's trying done to say her. she's
0: overdone it. You've I've overdone done it. not it And I don't, way, I'm not, not the front room isn't giving
1: me any joy. It's the room that I decorated for Remount Me Reveal. And when I walk into it now, it's had so much change of furniture in my massive room changing around thing that I do all the time that now I've ruined it completely. So I now need to reassess it. Um, so where do you both find your inspiration from? America. <laughs> <laughs> <Yours is> America <laughs> to be perfectly it? honest. Um, totally all the feeds that I love and follow and get inspired by are generally American. So ones yeah. like, um, Kelly Werthler, um, oh, the... Flea Market Fab. Flea Market Fab, Liz Camerol, um, uh, Emily Henderson. She's amazing. So she, for me, is a perfect example of exactly how I'd want to decorate. So she has the neutral backdrop, she mixes vintage, she mixes... With old, with, mixes old with new, okay. but she also puts some really key design pieces in there, and just the way she does it is so cool. She just does it brilliantly. She's an expert in texturing, layering, and all that. Sort I of think stuff. texturing is really, really the thing that a lot of people kind of don't think, don't do enough.
0: That's always that you know when you when you do your room, we talk about this in our workshops. Like you do your, do your room, yeah. And if you like minimalism, if you like minimalism, I've <laughs> too much a <per> second <laughs> If you like minimalist, then you would just have you know a table, a white floor. White walls, and that's you know, that some people might find that boring, others I think that's just nice and minimal. But if you add a layer of rugs or just just, just a texture, a plant. a plant, then it adds interest, and you can keep layering and layering until you feel you want to stop. And you know, if you look at Instagram, it's brilliant for this. You can see people again, it's their own style, but they're just adding, you know, adding layers, and they'll add some more textures, and they'll add some more colour, and they'll add some more patterns let next you know Americans especially good Americans they've got, they've got it all going on but that's what makes them happy so I think we don't do enough of that I think we're all a bit too reserved in this country we think oh this looks a bit boring but I'm not sure why just keep adding a bit more stuff and again it doesn't have to be expensive it can be somewhere sitting from somewhere else in your house so just try we always say just try things out I get my inspiration really for making lots of mistakes but um, but not that big on Instagram obviously by the way and um, yeah it's and I think also listening to yourself and seeing what you wear, um, again, your core style, which is a thing we're not very good at in this country, is your house, the way you want to feel, is often how you've always decorated, as you said earlier. So I've always, for instance, I, my house is quite but I've always liked bare pine floorboards and white painted floorboards, white walls. And Scandinavia is a massive moment at the moment because it works so well in our again. With the, we've got a similar sort of weather to the Scandinavian, so the, the light and everything. But um, so if I suddenly saw, I look at two LGs okay, and they've got this amazing carpet. I'm like, I love that carpet. I know I would go off that carpet. Not I, I love it in my house. I'd go off it very quickly. So that's not my core style. You can still admire it. I think once you start looking at Pinterest and Instagram. Saying you know, could I you know, do I would I wear that? Would I have I always liked that color? Have I always liked florals? The answer is no. It's not your core style. So you have to really
1: tune in on yourself and what you've what makes your heart sing, and it's different for everyone. Pinterest is a really really good way to do that as well because I I've been using Pinterest for years, although I'm not very good at it. I never actually pin anything of my own but I like pinning other people's things Um, but you I've got things that I pin 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 and then I find I'm pinning the same thing and it will say you've already pinned this like in in 2001 or whatever and that the more you do that the more you find you can see what your cool style is and sometimes I post inspiration pictures on my account and I've posted those pictures like six years ago you know it's just I've, I've loved them for years there's a certain style that I've always loved and that I will always revert to and When I'm doing my kitchen at the moment, I've got a folder at home. Like I said, like ten years ago, I have got. It looks like the (laughs) kitchen that I'm doing at the moment. It's so funny. It's just learning and age. A lot of that comes with age and learning what you really, really love. But Pinterest is a great way of of narrowing that down and working out. When I first joined Instagram, I was I saw
0: all the dark things going on. I was like, oh my god, I love that so much. And I'm not knocking it. Not knocking dark by the way. I'm saying I was really, you know, kind of inspired by that I thought right I'm going to have a dark room this is amazing and um, I painted one of my rooms dark and it does look so beautiful and when you put your pictures on it and your eyes, greenery
1: looks amazing it just looks
0: just it. Show, it, it just makes involved. everything just look incredible in photographs but we actually never go in that room because it's actually for, for us I'm a sun lover and I love the outdoors It's actually kind of brings my mood down because that's me so I was very inspired by Instagram but I actually went off my core style because if I'd asked myself the question I would have thought do you like you know, do you like grey skies? I'm like, no, I don't. I like sunshine. So, I, why would I paint a room that's going to look like a grey day? <laughs> but I, didn't, you know, so I think if you ask yourself that question, that's the most. If you're getting overwhelmed, which lots of people say they get overwhelmed by all the things you can see online, just keep asking yourself: Would I? Would I have that? Normal? Is that something I've like always liked? Would I wear that? Yeah, that's so true. Um, I did and the same. How, do I, how do I want to feel? And if you're not, if you're a, a sunny person, outdoor person, then I don't think, you know that trend is for you but yeah, you know, as Lisa said just keep pinning 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 and you will end up going back to where
2: you're, you're and you to do the right make place.
1: mistakes when yeah. I moved into my house I was desperate and they had this, this shop in York called the Imaginarium and um it's all dark even the ceiling and everything it's all downpipe the whole thing was downpipe and I was like oh my god it's so cool I really want my house like this so I went in and I decorated the whole of my dining room in that in that color nobody went in it literally nobody went in it it looked really cool it looked great in photos Nobody went in it. The children weren't doing their homework in it. Nobody were going it because it didn't make them happy. But other people feel and it was compute, an a bastard to paint over as well. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you were ever considering <laughs> painting it, took six no yeah, painting posts. is
0: really easy. To, it's really quick and easy to redecorate, unless you're painting Damn by it black. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. We've got one more question. We've got some. We've got a couple more questions here just to go the mm-hmm. full hour. <laughs> Don't all
2: question
1: <brush> <laughs> it. Uh, how can two yeah. identical pictures posted at the same time of day etc perform so differently this is very true on Instagram at the moment I think do you not think I, I I've never posted two pictures the same on the same day so that know. doesn't even make sense how <laughs> can two identical pictures posted at the same time of day perform so differently so if I posted a picture of my hallway and one day it got 20,000 likes mm. and then I posted it the next and it's in got five. <laughs> yeah well yeah. that's so, yeah, so that depends a lot on the day of the week. So, again,
0: as Lisa said earlier, um, the algorithms look a lot less predictable these days. But I could have said to you a while ago, actually, if you post that picture on a Sunday night or a Monday night, yeah. you'll get loads more likes on it. Than no longer. Any other time of the week, that doesn't really apply anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Sunday night was a brilliant time for engagement because I think everyone's trying to distract themselves from going back to work the next day. So, they're all online trying to forget about you know Monday. And then, Monday, everyone's fed up with being back at work. So, they're on there. But then, once they get into work, into the work mode, They're on it less, I think, during the week. Yeah, That's how it was. It doesn't seem to apply anymore.
1: It's hard to know. It's Uh, really all about engagement. And Mm -hmm. I think the thing with Instagram now is that you should post it because you love it. It can be very demoralizing if you don't get the result that you want. Um, And it is demoralizing when you spend a lot of time creating content and you make it as best you can. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people using it and really the thing to do, I suppose, is to do it because you really love it. Mm -hmm. and Just do it, post it for your own satisfaction. But
0: the, the best time to post is always going to be when everyone else is on Instagram as well, and that is yeah, in the evening, when when the kids are in bed or it's always going to be that because you know people are around aren't they doing on their phones so morning's a good time to post so that might do quite well first thing in the morning but it'll it'll drop off because everyone's gone to work so no one's engaging anymore.
1: Also, personally, what I've found is that my most successful pictures are successful in conjunction with lots of feedback on DM. So, for example, when I decorated my hallway and I put the picture of, of my hallway as I did it, I put it on um, in, on my stories. I got hundreds of DMs, like one after another, they were just coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, literally 300 in an hour or something stupid. And then I posted the actual picture and it went mental, right? And it's because I'd already got that engagement on my DMs Then, then I posted a picture to back it up and then it just went, it got like 19,000 likes, right? So it was ridiculous and in fact the same thing happened to a lower extent the other day when I put that pink door on so I posted a picture of the pink door and I got loads hundreds again hundreds of dms um and then I posted the picture of the pink door and it got thousands of likes so it's like you get that engagement of of people hitting your stories and then that reacts that's my own that's my personal opinion Mm. I cannot back that up by anything but that is maybe it's just because a good picture do you find your engagement better on stories than you do on your feed? Stories, absolutely. I think, I think it's very difficult. There's a lot of people using Instagram, but everybody watches stories.
0: So we, we noticed this about a year ago, didn't we, when stories first came out, we were having meetings with various you know, brands and things, and the, and the, and the, the people that work for these brands were quite young. And they would be talking to us in a meeting, and they have their phone on, and they were having their stories be going the whole time. So that's the way they—that's how they get their bite-sized information now. So they're watching the stories. Not—I not, not, wouldn't do that, but lots of people, lots of people using Instagram are doing that. So, and um, definitely, again, the algorithm is not very predictable, it's them but But we definitely, we've seen up until recently, if you do a lot of stories, especially talking stories, mm-hmm. it's you'll get a, more engagement on there. People love it anyway. They just like to talk to you, mm-hmm. but it has a. Direct result on your engagement on the rest of your on your grid as well because you're just it's, yeah, it's, it's true. it puts you at it puts you at the rankings because you're using it.
1: So my um, impressions never really falter falter they kind of fluctuate very slightly either up or either down but my impressions stay the same which is the which is the figure that everybody wants they pretty much stay the same all the time and that is not really dependent on how my feed is performing but it's totally held up by my stories because my stories I always get loads of they are always get loads of hits so but you know using i said before but using every element of the story function will can only benefit your account i mean there's no proof i have no idea this is only from personal experience you know i can't say this for sure but for my personal experience i find that me using stories and interacting and of course always interacting on your post on your feed as well so don't just post a picture and then go off and like have a bath or whatever like if you're going to post a picture and Dee and I have said this for years still post a picture literally sit I know this sounds ridiculous but literally sit with your phone and answer every question as it comes in and do it for an hour for
0: about an hour so for about an hour that's why it's good to do it in the evening when you, you know you have, you're sat there watching telly anyway yeah. presumably so you can just go reply and that's um, it's good manners I think we only did it we did years, it originally. because minutes, it was quite. We, well, <laughs> we saw that. we thought, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, yeah. they're saying thank you." If I, if I hadn't known that, I would have said nothing because I thought it was a bit. I'm not sure what to say, mm-hmm. but we said, "Oh, people are saying thank you. We'll, we'll do that." unbeknown and, and, and to us, that was what helped, helped our accounts to grow because we were engaging. And we didn't know that, so we looking back, we realized that all the posts where we had loads of chats of people,
2: that were the our, best, the best post.
0: Yeah. Post because we chatted because the, cause the yeah. engagement. I think my one thing is the lies that are the stories. Yeah. But no, know they are nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you just have to kind of do it. Yeah, I know. Also, when you do a live, it pushes it to the top of the story feed. Yeah, as well. Yeah, but it's quite nice to schedule a live. So say you, you know, I think it's quite nice to say to people, oh, I'm going to be doing a live at such and such time when everyone's around in the evening, yeah. and then you'll get more people joining you. Uh, I think people who do lives and stuff like that, unless they're doing lives every day to do it out of the blue you're not going to get people aren't going to expect you to be there so they don't
1: know what to say and that's when you get the weirdos as well so it's much better to yeah, schedule it the weirdos. in the evening Um I get some right weirdos when I do that small business Saturday see you <laughs> 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 on that oh, mm. hello, um, great thank you very much thank you for having us brilliant Great. <laughs>
0: If you like our podcast, please like and subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you left your feedback. Thank you.